All right, everybody, you've just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And you are well aware by this time in the week that the Pittsburgh Steelers dropped their second straight after opening with 11 straight wins. Uh, they lost in Sunday night football, uh, 26-15 to the Buffalo Bills. And uh, give credit to the Bills because um, – they played very hard. They played very well. Um, they benefited from, uh, obviously, a big mistake by Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the uh, first half there. And uh, believe me, I'll I'll touch on more of that And because uh, <laughs> I've got some thoughts on, on the end of the first half. Wow. Um, but um, overall, the, um, the Steelers dropped to 11-2. and two on the season and uh they drop into the second seed now and uh they they have a loss against an nfc team and a loss against an afc team uh the chiefs only loss currently is against the raiders so that's afc they have only one afc game left um and they have two nfc games they play the saints and uh the falcons in the next two weeks and then they uh conclude their season uh, I believe with the Chargers um, in Kansas City, so it is going to be difficult uh, for the Steelers to uh, to get the number one seed right now. Um, which I, I think, considering the injuries and things that uh, they are currently dealing with, and uh, bumps, bruises, you name it, this time of year, without really having a true bye week. Um, I, I think they could really benefit from that, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, stranger things, as they say, have happened in the National Football League. But uh, as I sit here uh, heading into to week 15, that's just the way that it looks. Um, I am expecting my partners in crime, Ben and Ian, to join me at some point. Uh, ben was having some technical problems, and Ian was having some kids-won't-go-to-bed problems, which uh, if, if you're a parent, you uh, you totally understand that. Thankfully, my children are, are well beyond that, and uh, not something I have to worry about much anymore, but uh, uh, I, I definitely remember those days. Um, things that we're going to cover tonight, um, look, there, there, there's a lot. Um I, I think first and foremost, you you look at where the Steelers are at eleven and two. There are uh, numerous other teams in this league, uh, other franchises that would pay dearly to have the problems that we have, um, and I understand that. But you can only look at who you are. You can only look at the fact that this is this is your team. Um, and it, it's just how it works. Um, you know, 11 and two is great, but we've lost two straight injuries are mounting. The offense has become predictable. It has, uh, completely lost any sense of creativity. Um, the personnel usage by Randy Feigner is atrocious. Um, I do not understand why uh, Jalen Samuels is seeing so much time. Um, I, I, I watch if you get a chance, watch him on blitz pickups. Um, he does everything you don't want your your offensive back to do. He stands and waits for the blitzer rather than taking it to the blitzer, 
and keeping him away from your quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I, I know the options are limited. Uh, Connor was dealing with a quad issue. Benny Snell is not exactly who you want in there on third down. Uh, and Anthony McFarland was a healthy scratch last week, which which kind of tells you that they aren't overly thrilled right now with his uh, progress. Um, that's not a knock on uh, Anthony by any stretch. He's a rookie. Um, but I, I think the, the game is still coming to him. I don't think it has slowed down for him yet. And I think that's that's partly why you you saw that uh, with him being a healthy scratch. Um, Chase Claypool has suddenly become uh, the fourth wide receiver. He doesn't see as much time now. He 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 ended up getting more time on Sunday than I think Mike Tomlin and, and Randy Feigner wanted him to have, simply because of the fact that that Deontay Johnson couldn't catch a cold again, um, and after his first two drops, he was benched. Um, and, and so if he doesn't get benched, you know, does, does Claypool see the field as often now, you know, every, every NFL coach and player has talked, um, for a long, long time about something known as the rookie wall that, that quite often rookies will just hit a wall because, um, their, their seasons in college football are, are shorter than the NFL. And um, I I think there was a time when maybe that was a little bit more um, of a viable uh, moniker, a a viable thing to say, because now college football seasons, especially for these top teams, they're not much different than NFL teams. They're really, really not. Um, And and so I, I don't know if that's the case with Claypool but again, I look at Randy Feekner and I say, Coach, you got to find a way. You got to find a way to get him the ball. You got to find a way to get him in a situation where he can make plays. Um, if you if you're worried about him getting off press coverage, okay, we're going to work on that. Uh, if if you're worried about him being able to make the adjustments at the line to line up with what Ben Roethlisberger is seeing, then we got to keep working on that. But that doesn't mean that that you just omit him 100 percent i i you need a home run threat this team doesn't have one um and and you you've got to have him on the field more often he's already proven that he can be uh that player so as i continue to kind of brief you in a little bit here uh ben is uh just about ready to jump in with us and and uh, obviously, he'll be giving you his his thoughts as only he can. And uh, like I said, I think I think Ian will be along shortly. It just depends on whether or not his his daughter is cooperating this evening. But um, uh, you know, very uh, very disappointed uh, with the two straight losses and the lack of physicality and stuff. And got upset this week because Booger McFarland of ESPN said the offensive line was soft. Well, I'm sorry. Um, He's right. The offensive line has gotten soft. Um, They pass block way too damn much. And when you pass block, you go backwards. When you run block, you go forward. You ask any offensive lineman that knows what in the hell he's doing, he'll tell you he wants to run block every day of the week because you take it to the defender. Uh, It's that simple. And at this particular point, the Steelers have just gotten away from it too much. It, 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 there is no nastiness. There's no urgency. If you watch any of these guys, 
um, Pouncey DeCastro of all people, and I'll get back to him in a second. Nobody gets to the second level. And if you can't get to the second level at the NFL, you are not running the ball for more than two and a half yards a carry. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know quite where to um, to go in terms of a suggestion, other than to say I think the unit has uh, has regressed under Sean Surrett, um ever since Mike Jack has left. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's a doubt about that. I'll, I'll be honest. I think that the O line has aged, um, in the sense that uh, Villanueva is not getting any younger, and neither is is Pouncey or DeCastro. Um, but Matt Filer, I can't even, uh, <laughs> I can't even express what a disappointment he's been. Um, I really thought he was just going to lock right in there and then he'd, he'd make himself some money in free agency uh, after this year. But I don't think he's going to do that now because he's just not played well. Now he's on IR and, uh, um, you know, so it's just not looking good for him either. And um, I see Ben is trying to jump in one more time here. I'm here. Have... You're, you're there. Yeah. Oh, man, what's going on there? Tech, tech I don't issues. know. Uber conference wouldn't load. I was – Fucking pissed. Hmm. Well, you know, I've been doing a good job to this point, keeping the uh, podcast uh, PG rated, but there goes that rating. Yep. Uh, good. Anyway, we're just. Uh, you and swear I say all we, the time. You just don't do it on the podcast. Oh, I. It, it's terrible. I'm. I'm uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'm just kind of laying out where we are. I was talking a little bit about the offensive line and uh, the struggles there and so forth, but. Uh, uh, Obviously, I, I was listening to you. You just couldn't hear me. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, um, I tend jump. to give you. Yeah. The, jump, jump on uh, it. I want The O line has regressed under Sean Surrett, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having to admit that Booger McFarland is right about anything sucks, <laughs> but he's right. The line yes. is soft. Yes. And Pouncey calling him out and calling him a clown for it. It just makes Pouncey look worse, in my opinion. Um, yep. The line has not played well in weeks and really were never dominant in the run this season. They have been a better pass-blocking unit than they have been of late, mm-hmm. especially this last game. You know, and maybe they're tired. I don't know. I, but that's an excuse. You know, it's an explanation about things, but it doesn't excuse anything. If they're going to go out and play, they've got to perform at a high level. They're professionals. Mm -hmm. That's it. Bottom line. Well, no, I I agree with you. And and I, I've been told, and I, I I can't get a hundred percent confirmation on this, but I, I have been told that DeCastro is not a hundred percent. He really hasn't been since the beginning of the season. Um, I give him credit. I give him props, whatever you want to call it, for gutting this out. Um, because especially now, Filer's down. Um, you know, the rookie Dotson came in, and and uh, he he's not as badly hurt. I, I what was his uh, status on the practice report today? Did not practice shoulder. Did not practice shoulder. And so. he wasn't really expected to practice today. No, no. Um, that's not really a big shock. Um, but, but we're, you know, we're thin. Yeah. By the same token, you know, when you've got Hassenauer taking all the snaps at guard, uh, you know, it's not exactly inspiring. Um, 
And let's be frank. I mean, Matt Filer has not been a good guard this year. So are we really down that much if Filer's out? Uh, I, I think he's a better tackle than guard, which surprises me. We all thought before Agreed. he became a full-time starter that his future was at guard. Oh, I, um, and last season yeah. when he when he subbed in and played that game at left guard when they played the Rams because they wanted to have a little more beef on the yeah. line rather than having um, Finney start that game because Foster was out, remember? That's right. Yep. yep. Um, he looked pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. He did. This year at guard, he is not good, especially when he's pulling and trapping. He looks bad. But yeah. even even straight ahead run blocking, Filer is not good. And in pass blocking this last game, he was awful. He was awful. I mean, terrible. Well, it's not like the it's not like the Bills have a great defensive line, and they were just abusing him. What do, do you do? You think that is it possible that that the shift out to tackle just messed with his mechanics too much? Uh, maybe I don't know, man. You know, I think some of it is they're trying to sell the pass on every snap. Wow, and they never line up in a three-point stance ever. And these guys are firing out of their of their two-point stance high. Um, maybe they should try and sell the run a little more often and <laughs> throw out of that so they're, you know, they're keeping the defense off balance at least. Um, but let's let's talk about something else. A, a bigger a bigger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a more global view, if you will, of of the Bills defense this last game. Okay. I watched a team that was looking at their pre-snap keys and guessing what the play was going to be, and they were right about 90% of the time. Okay, so does that speak to the fact that they just did a tremendous job, or does that speak to the fact that Randy Feekner is in over his head? To me, it speaks to the fact that the, the, def- the offense excuse me, is too predictable. It's easy to yeah. predict, okay? And you can still beat that if they know what you're doing. Uh, the Steelers defense for years in the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. everybody knew what the Steelers were going to do. They didn't try and disguise anything. You, you couldn't beat it anyway. They were that good. Right. But this offense doesn't have enough talent to project what they are going to do and then mm-hmm. try to pull it off. They're not that talented a group. Okay. Yeah. So I am begrudgingly being pulled toward the get rid of Randy Finkner train. <laughs> uh, I've got people pulling me toward the ticket booth, trying to get me to buy a ticket to get on that train. And I'm not really arguing so much anymore. Um, and, you know, we've talked about Sean Surrett. I yeah. kill a new coach. It's not like the wide receivers are performing all that well this year. Uh, you know, all of these things combined. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you have to ask questions about. Well, I, I agree, um, and all of us, and I, I want to welcome Ian in here. Um, I, we all know that the Steelers are not an organization that that makes changes during midseason or any part oh, during no. the season. So it it, it ain't gonna happen. No. Uh, Ian, if if Ben is being pulled to the ticket booth to get on the fire Randy Feekner train. 
Where are you in that particular analogy? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm the conductor of the train, but I'm certainly already on board the train. I am, I am a passenger on that train. I'm, I'm not driving it as much as some of the folks on Twitter that, um, you know, Samantha and Amanda that are, you know, have the fire Randy Feekner in their Twitter handle. Um, right. Shout out to them. They're great supporters of us, but, yes, yes, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not the conductor of the train, but I'm certainly on board, and I'm I'm also on board with changing up the offensive line, coach. And it's not just that the line play has progressed, like Ben was talking about, um, but it's it's also that Mike Munchak, when he was here, was the run game coordinator. He and was. You saw it when we played Denver, how they schemed their run game to exploit holes in what the Steelers were trying to do they they beat us a lot on cutback runs on you know catching our linebackers over pursuing things like that and and those were the things that Mike Munchak brought to the offense not just as an offensive line coach from a technical standpoint teaching these guys how to block but mm-hmm. also in coordinating the run game and exposing holes in the opponent's defense and I'm just not seeing that with I don't know who the run game coordinator is now if it's if it's Sean Serez the um, offensive line coach if um, you know the, the Feekner's taking more of that role on as the sort of veteran of the group if it's the running backs coach whoever's doing it is not doing a good job of it because we've faced defenses that are terrible against the run and yeah. they've made us look worse than average I mean part of it is too from a schematic standpoint that if you're going to throw the ball short you're going to encourage press coverage on the outside and you're going to mm-hmm. encourage more safeties in the box. And yep. like Ben said, from a, from a 10,000 foot view, Buffalo played cover one, almost that whole game. There was a couple of yep. times they played cover two, but it was pretty much cover one man up on the receivers. And yep. then they were dropping usually Tremaine Edmonds into the middle of the defense, just to read Ben's eyes and attack the ball when it, wherever it came out. Um, and what they did effectively was, that they lined up, you know, five, six, seven guys on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and then dropped at least two of them into coverage and only rushed four, but the Steelers line had to guess which four were rushing and usually either guessed wrong or just got beat. Um, I mean, there were times when Filer, DeCastro, Pouncey just let a, a defensive player run right yeah. past their shoulder yeah. and hope that the running back would pick them up. And if it was Jalen Samuels, that oh, wasn't going to happen. And he sucked balls man he well, let's be terrible. frank i mean connor wasn't that good in blitz pickup during this last no. game either he's been no, much connor, better connor wasn't either but connor I mean, didn't Sam- have a very good game he's had better games he really yeah. has but but he did not have a good game this week yeah. and we don't we don't know when he got the 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 quad problem either it could right. have been the first play of game he could have tried to you know but yeah right. he wasn't very good either in blitz pickup and um yeah as i was yeah. mentioning i mean uh connor got marched back toward ben and into his lap by a safety number 21 yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what it's, his name uh, is Poyer I think Poyer but isn't it he got marched back into Ben's lap I was like is that a defensive it no it's that's a 20 what's a safety wow mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's bad James that's whoa yeah and part of it is too I think and, and Ben mentioned this about you know the, the pad level's too high, that they're always pass blocking. So even on run plays, they're they're retreating backwards um and letting the line come to them. 
But part of that too is when you have guys running stunts and, and running blitzes, you're not driving off the ball. So the guys are coming at you with a head of steam that even the running backs trying to pick up defensive blitzers mm-hmm. or basically have their feet planted and just standing still and waiting to get run over by a defensive player that has four, five, six yards of a head start on them. Uh, and that's not a good situation. I mean, you want to be moving forward into that guy and attacking him in the hole and not letting him just charge at you with a head of steam and you're just standing there flat-footed right yeah and and let let me get to this part because i i I wrote this down i didn't put it on the agenda and i and i should have in fact i should have probably had it in there in all caps because since we're talking offense um i don't think anybody denies that ben roethlisberger's pick six was all on him that was a, a poor choice poor throw blah 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 ben what in the hell were we doing with 52 seconds left and two timeouts, oh, and it's, come and it's on. seven to six. You're going to make me do this? Well, I'm going to make you both do it. I mean, oh, I was, was just some bullshit. That was just was some there. bullshit. I mean, were they shell-shocked? I, I mean, it well, wasn't just that. I mean, before that, there was a fumble, and... Cameron Sutton was absolutely emphatic that it was a fumble and that Mike needed to throw the red flag, throw the flag, throw the flag, throw the flag. And that cost us 41 yards of field position. Yeah. Not throwing that flag because that was a fumble Yep, that Josh Allen batted forward. Yep. It was. Um, It was. And, you know, I don't know who – who who relays the information down? Uh, who's our def- senior defensive back? I, I thought it was Terrell Austin. Austin. Yeah, I thought it was Terrell Austin, Austin yeah. too. So did Austin just not get him the information quickly enough and he couldn't make a decision, so he decided not to challenge it? Mm-hmm. Or did he get bad information and then later on they saw it, saw what yeah. all the rest of us saw and went, oh, that's a fumble? I don't know. Uh, but there was that. And then, yeah, just folding because – the offense is playing poorly and you've got a minute left in a very close game mm-hmm. where you haven't been able to establish anything. I'm with you guys. If if I'm the coach in that situation, I make them go out and try and play their way out of it. Wow. It, it, you yeah, got no, a chance. If, if you got one comes... series, try and play your way out yeah. of this. Try yeah. and get three points on the board so we can go in with some pride and come back out and play a better second half. Yeah, because Buffalo missed the extra point there. It was 9-7. to seven. I mean, you tell your offense, we have 52 seconds. We have 52 seconds and two timeouts. Go get us a field goal. We'll take the lead into halftime. Buffalo's going to get the ball to start the second half, too, so we don't want them to double up on us. Which so, they did. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately, yep. yep. That, that was my, my uh, I guess what infuriated me even more was the fact that we were sitting on it, going to go into halftime knowing – we had to kick off and, and essentially we were just handing them the double. Um, and, and I, I, you know, of course the Pittsburgh media and, and look, I get it. And I know you guys too, too. You, you cannot ask Mike Tomlin hard questions like that, because if you do, you lose access and then you don't get anything, you know, but, but I didn't hear anybody. And, and I apologize to, to that writer. If they did ask it, I didn't hear anybody ask Tomlin that this week. What, what was going on at the end of the, the half? Because to me, that is is like um, uh, something a rookie coach does. To, to oh, geez, we should have done more there. 
you know, I mean, he, he I, didn't even – I don't know. I'm just stunned. I was stunned. I think Tomlin – I mean, if I had to guess, honestly, I think that it was – a he little just to get out of dodge. No, for 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 lack of a better way of putting it, it was a little bit of humorous of hubris. It, he his team has been so good that you know he he basically probably thought, well, this is a pretty tight game. We're not playing well. We've been a right. second half team all year. You know, maybe he just thought to himself, I'm just going to go take these guys in, try and regroup, come out and play a better second half. It's not like the Bills are playing that well. I mean, the, the D, how many mm-hmm. three and outs did the D force in the first half? Oh, the, you can't argue with what the defense did in the first half. I, I agree. Um, and and really, yeah. except for that first drive in the second half, they played pretty damn well. And then they mm-hmm. got tired and, yep. you know, they couldn't stop anybody on third down later. But, um, you know, I you can't really fault them for any of that in my no. opinion. No, I no. He, he, the the fingers have to be pointed at the offense right now. There's no two ways about it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of injuries in that defense, but when you look at what Keith Butler put together for for the you know the majority of that game, it was it was a winning uh, scheme, if you will. Um, but you know, I, I I just I God, I keep going back to that end of the half, and I just would love for somebody to ask, but I I know it's not going to be. Um, you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated, serving Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties down there in Florida. Whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today at deckroofing.com. Um, okay, I, I'm just going to dive into this, Ian. I'll let you tackle this first. Um, Juju's dancing. Um, <laughs> Come on, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going there. I'm going uh, there. Um, Ian, what is your take on on Juju's pregame ritual where he goes out and dances on the uh, uh, the the center mid midfield uh, logo, if you will? So, in the scope of things that I care about, <laughs> it's probably right above like players Madden ratings in the NFL <laughs> top 100. Which is like but it's, it's less important than bottom. what kind of whiskey you're drinking right now. Exactly, which yeah. is a uh, 100 old proof. Bo- oh, exactly, old Overholt 100 proof bottled in bond, uh, delicious rye whiskey. Um, <laughs> so yes, good good call, Ben. I'm surprised. Are they sponsoring us now? Because they should be. <laughs> they should be. I drink it every week. I <laughs> tried it the other night. It, it's actually pretty good. Did you have the, the bottled in bond 100 proof? No, no, no. I, I just had the old Overholt, whatever it's, the it's bar was serving. Good. Yeah. I think it's 90. Yeah, we're off the rails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 At any rate, so, yeah. So yeah. I, I do not care about it at all. Um, and here's the thing. He did it at Heinz Field on the Steelers logo. He uh-huh. did it in Buffalo and Orchard Park on the Bills logo. He's done it on other teams' logos. And, you know, if if it really bothered and motivated the Bills that much, they probably would have, I mean, they were down 7 nothing, 28 minutes into the game. Let's be honest about this. Right. That, you know, they the Bills didn't come out like gangbusters and torch us out of the gate, you know? So you players can say, Oh yeah, this motivated us. This pissed us off. But 
at the end of the day, I mean, the Bills, the 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 Bills beat us in the second half. Really, I mean, oh, the pick six turned the momentum, but it, it was it was the way the second half and specifically the third quarter went down that that really was the death knell. Mm-hmm. So, at that point in the game, I no, I don't think it matters that much. I think the the old boomers, for lack of a better term, no offense, because. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense to our listeners, but uh, the 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 old boomers who think that you know everyone in the NFL is Jack Lambert, which is not true. No one in the NFL today is is Jack no. Lambert and has that persona. No one in the NFL today is Mean Joe Green and has that persona. No. So um, you know the 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 people that are still stuck in the 1970s mindset don't like it. Um, the radio shock jocks that hate juju uh for I mean, does, does it seem to it's, you no. that Juju's just kind of doing it just to troll the mark maddens <sighs> of the world a little bit because I, I, mean, I i'm getting and, that impression in i i fought yeah. that recently. recently and and the one other thing i'll say about juju is that if you want juju to stop being juju you might lose the dancing, but you also might lose him going to Burlington Coat Factory and paying for everyone's stuff that's on layaway, which yeah. he also did this week. Yeah. So yeah. over twelve twelve thousand dollars worth. Uh, Let me yeah. just yeah. summarize this: Is this guy beating his baby mama? Is he getting arrested? Is is no. is he no. th- is he throwing things at drivers? who'd bring things to his house? Is he getting in fights with random people out in the streets? Is he doing any of the stupid, illegal shit we've seen other Steelers do? No. Uh, no. No, he's, he's not. not. He's dancing. Big fucking deal. When you were 24, you did dumb shit too. Get over it. And you know what else he's not doing is he's not shooting guns at helicopters like uh, <laughs> like Ernie Holmes did. Like Ernie Holmes did, yeah. Back in the 70s, yeah. Right, yeah, uh, exactly. and, 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 Ernie, and he was at practice that week. <laughs> <laughs> My word times Let different. me add that. And yeah. he was still in practice that week and ah. played in the game after yeah. shooting at uh, the helicopter. I, I uh I, I'm not crazy about it, but I'm not going to beat my drum or anything yeah, over I mean, it. It's I, unnecessary. I wouldn't do it either, I, Mark. I wouldn't. But do I, it. I, I'm really wondering. I, and, and Ben, I think you're on to something. I, I, I think he's almost uh, uh, trolling a bit. I, I think it's like, yeah. who, who can I get riled up and pissed off today? Um, and you know, because let's be honest, he was probably the best offensive player we had on the field Sunday night. Um, he, he still works hard. He still does all of the things you want him to do. I mean, I, yeah, I, you know, so I, this is, this is what you do about nothing. And, um, I, I mean, my goodness, if we were two and 11, can you imagine how bad this would be? Um, but, but, uh, be that as it may. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's the other thing I want to mention, you know, yeah, there, there's yeah. people on Twitter, people whose opinions I respect, they're yeah. like, Oh, we need to just win some games and all this stuff goes away. We have the second best record in the fucking league. Like, we're eleven and two right now. I know we've lost two in a row, but like people are coming apart because we've lost two games. Literally every other team in the league except for Kansas City has lost at least two games, most of them a lot more. Yeah. Yep. It it like, it's perspective. Yeah. Um it is absolutely perspective and and I think when you're a, a Steelers fan, especially as long as as we all have been, 
um, you you do fall into an expectation mode where you you have high expectations. And, you know, like like last year at this time, we were what, eight, God, were we eight, eight and five, eight, five and one, uh, eight, 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 eight and five. Yeah, we were, were eight, eight and five, or were we eight and s- no? We were we were eight and five, and then we lost three. In we a row. were eight and we five, and then we lost three in a row. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, we were all talking about the fact that oh my god, if you could have said we'd be eight and five without Ben Roethlisberger at this point all year long, you you take right. it a heartbeat, you know. Right. And then we we I still like think crap. that that Tomlin did his best job ever last I, year. No doubt about it, especially when when you consider just how awful uh, Rudolph and and Duck actually oh my were. God. Um, but you know, so I perspective is definitely uh, necessary here. Um, so, so what's going to happen this week? We we go into Cincinnati. Uh, the Cincinnati's banged up. They they very well could be playing a third string quarterback against us. Uh, Geno Atkins just got put on injured reserve, yeah. and he's he's been one of those Steelers did you killers watch, for years. Did you watch any you know? of the Bengals game versus the Cowboys? I I did, and and it was. Um, I mean, they're. Let me just put it this way: they're they're kind of they're they're just playing out the string, so far as I can tell. I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna show up, they're gonna be there. They're probably gonna play hard for about fifteen minutes, and then they're gonna quit. Based well, on what I saw last week, I, I think they'll quit as long as we do what Dallas did, which is get up on them, um, force them into some mistakes, turnovers, whatever. But if they get down by seven. Yeah, they're gonna quit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who starts, uh, Ian? Who starts at left guard for us? Are they gonna go with Hassenauer this week? I think they kind of have to because he's the only one like on the not no, not the only one on the roster, but he's kind of the next guy up. I mean, he was the guy they plugged into the game. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely an area of concern, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's Hassenauer. Yeah, I I would think so too. Um, ben, what's what's your expectation this week with those receivers? Do you? I, I give Tomlin credit first of all. He he stuck true to his word. He I'm going to give Johnson a shot, and if he doesn't come through, I'm benching him, and he did. Um, what what do you expect? Are things going to turn around with this unit? I uh, I mean, you have two culprits. You've got yeah. Johnson and Ebron. Ebron, excuse me, that are right. that are dropping passes. It's not like anybody else is, but those two remain Ben's favorite targets. So. What's the issue? Is it Ben's target selection? Or is it that we've got a simple de- a simple offense that's easy to defend? Because based upon what I saw, if you play press against the Steelers and send five, you're beating this, this offense. And if they're not going to change anything up, and based upon Randy's conversation today with the press, they're not changing much up. He just seems to think that they just need to make the play. They just make the play, catch the ball. They won't have a problem. Well, they had three drops, mm-hmm. you know, in the first half. I mean, and they weren't playing well at all. So I, I don't know. I don't see that as the biggest issue here. Offensive line play is bad. Um, you know, Claypool can't get off the press. At one point, a DB literally knocked him over at the line, which just flabbergasted me. I, like, I don't understand that either, as big and you, physical as he is. You gotta be kidding me. You just weren't expecting that. What, kid? You gotta learn to play. This is the NFL now. Um uh, I 
redeem itself. I mean, I I don't mm. know that it's necessarily about the receivers right now so much as it is about Ben having time to throw the ball, stepping through his throws on his plant leg, which I believe is probably not healthy, and also making a good throw selection and then making a good throw. You know, as you pointed out before, that pick six, that was all on Ben. Um, Getting back to left guard, I think that if he is healthy enough to play, Mm -hmm. given the number of reps he has not had this year, it is Dotson who plays this week. Okay. Maybe he doesn't finish the game. Maybe they get out to a lead and he gets benched because they want to keep him healthy. Um, But... My feeling is that if he's healthy enough to play, they're optimistic about trying to get him in. They want to get him some more time on the field, in the mix, on that spot, get used to Al and Pouncey, mm-hmm. and start communicating with those guys before the games get a little tougher. <laughs> and, you know, we've got three games left. we got this one, Indy, and then Cleveland. Indy and Cleveland are both playoff teams. Yep. Yep. You know, you uh, if you can get the kid ready this week, you play him. Um, so we'll we'll see. I I don't know the extent of his injury though, so I I really can't speak to it. Um, tried finding out. All I can tell you is that they are optimistic that he will be available. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, um, Ian. You know, you you mentioned something, and I and I think I said something about this. Uh, early in the week um you know when you can't run the ball uh teams teams move into the box and when you can't get off press coverage you stick with press coverage then the safety slide up um and and then when you don't catch the ball um you're not going to do very well on offense Uh, no and the thing i'll add to that is when your offensive line can't hold a block for more than a second like you, you can talk all you want about Ben Roethlisberger being the ben quickest. Filer, in, Mark, in Matt the Filer can't even hold a block for a second. Yeah, but yeah, you can talk all you want about Ben being the quickest in the league, getting rid of the ball, but you can't talk about that without talking about his offensive line not giving him any time to throw. He doesn't have time. Like, ben said it perfectly. He needs time and space to see the field, look through his reads, and step into his throws. And and then he can actually start throwing the ball past the sticks. There's basically been no intermediate passing game for three or four weeks here. Just nothing between like 10 to 25 yards. It's either a short throw because that's all he has time to do is look at his first receiver and throw it. Or he's basically throwing moon balls down the field, which is why his deep ball accuracy has gone so far downhill because he doesn't have time to let the receivers run down the field. So he just has to chuck it up and kind of hope that it's at the right time and target the deep ball to James Washington that got intercepted. Washington was past the corner. He was a yard and a half clear of the corner when Ben threw that ball. That was not a bad read. Ben just didn't have the time because there was a guy with a hand right in his face Mm -hmm. to, you know, accurately throw that ball and hit Washington in stride and on target. So he just had to throw it up high and Washington basically had to stop and try and adjust Right, you know, midair and the corner, the corner made a great play on that ball. The corner made a better play on it than Washington did. He did. Uh, But, you know, that was not a bad read by Ben. When When I watch the tape of the games, I'm looking for, first off, how did the line do? Because if Ben doesn't have time to throw, 
then everything goes kaput from there. And often in that game was Ben just didn't have any time. Uh, the second thing is, was it a good read? And the third thing is, you know, even if it if it wasn't a good read, was it a good scheme to get a guy open in that particular down and distance? Um, and sometimes it's sometimes it's the scheme that's bad, and that's Feekner's fault for calling a play that's a bad scheme in that down and distance. Sometimes it's a bad read that's on Ben, or just a bad throw on a good read, like the one to Washington was a bad throw on a good read. But also there were some line issues there too. So it's it starts with the offensive line, but there's issues with all four parts of that, basically. There are, and there, and, and all four of them combined are creating zero offense. And I, you know, another thing I was thinking about when when he threw the pick and and you had Washington. Obviously, Washington has guy beat. I've noticed that officials are now a little more hesitant to call that pass interference when the ball is underthrown. Um, now, obviously, they're a very uh, uh, prominent throw these days is the back shoulder, um, where it, it often looks like and and is intentionally thrown behind. But when a when a quarterback underthrows a guy, and the DB uh, makes contact with him because now he's trying to come back to play the ball uh, and the DB doesn't know it. I don't know. Have you guys noticed that? I don't see it called quite as much as it's been in years past. I, I don't. Maybe it's just me. Um, it just doesn't seem like they're they're throwing the pass interference on the defense as quick. And Ben was Ben was arguing it. He's like, "Hey, that's interference." He, you know, he wouldn't let my guy get there. Blah blah blah. But uh, I, I, he wasn't going to get the benefit of the doubt on that one. At least I when when a when the defender is facing the ball, mm-hmm. that's when they start to question it. And, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and yeah. and you can box a player out with your arms. As long as you do not interfere with his route. So the natural mm-hmm. progression of the route, if you will. Uh, if he decides to change direction and try and run into your arms, well, he better run into you so it looks like you're holding him or sure. you're not he's not gonna get the call. Yeah. If if there's just an arm in front of him, they're gonna go, Yeah, okay, he hit you with his arm, but you ran into the arm. So that's that's on you. Yeah. You know, where if if he grabs you by the arm then yeah, the defender is interfering. And they will they will call that every single time, as they did with Mike Hilton on the one. Um True. so yeah, I mean I I think it's I like it better personally, but yeah, I'm a guy no, I, I who, likes, who likes defense. So I um you know yeah. no, I, I, giving I'm the looking. defender a little bit more of a the benefit of the doubt in those yeah. kinds of situations where it's a fifty fifty ball. Mm-hmm. I'm for that. I I'm a fan of that. I of that idea. I I thought for years, Joe Flacco made his oh, millions cool. on pass interference, pass interference and, roulette. Yeah, and and yeah, and half of those calls were total bullshit. They were just total bullshit. Yeah, you know. But by, was, by the way, did, did you guys happen to see the the play at the end of the first half in the Buccaneers game where they actually called pass interference on a hail mary? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Of all the people, you knew it would be Tom Brady that would get that call, right? Yeah. They actually called interference towards the end of the half on on what amounted to a Hail Mary. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll digress. Um, defensively, guys, you know, we I, I think we all applaud what they did, especially in the first half. I think they wore down because of 
not only the offense's ineptitude, but also I think the the three games in, in 12 days caught up to him. I, I think yeah, that's just that, that's part of it. Um, who's who's got to pick up their game right now um, starting on Monday night? I, I Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Uh, it's not like he's a bad player. I'm not saying no. that. Right. I'm not saying he's underachieving. I am not saying he's underachieving at all. I'm saying he has got some great big gigantic clown shoes he's got to fill. And, you know, I'm just using that as an analogy. I'm not oh, saying Bud's a clown. Blood, Bud played lights out this season, and we're going to miss him. Mm-hmm. He's got really big shoes to fill, and Bud's presence is missed. And that, to me, is the biggest thing right now that needs to be defensively mm-hmm. needs to, to come back. And, and, and he, was, he had a couple of plays Sunday night where he was just did. right there. And he, he did. Just, he, you know, he, he looks so close right now. And, it, yeah. you know, he's a rook and he's doing his best. And I, I give him props for it. I really mm-hmm. do. But mm-hmm. uh, in order for this defense to be as successful as they've been, he's going to have to step it up a little bit. I mean, you look at, at uh, TJ on the other side, he's yeah. getting doubled. He's getting chipped when he's not getting doubled. Um, he's getting held, and it's not getting a call. Oh, yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to uh, You know, it's it was Harrison treatment. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, and and they're just like, eh, whatever. You, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're putting yourself under mm-hmm. his arm, so we're not going to call it. He needs to flop, TJ, and he won't do it. He needs to flop, in my opinion. Uh, I, I I just don't think it's right. Right. He needs to get his legs in front of the of the the offensive lineman and make it obvious he's being held and he will start getting calls. Well, you know, his girlfriend is a soccer player. I mean, if anyone knows flopping, it's a soccer player. Um, maybe she could give him some tips or something. Uh, Ian, who's got to step it up on defense in your opinion? Avery Williamson. Um, I mean, yeah. he looked for a guy who was a starter. And I know we hardly gave up anything for him, but he was a starter in this league yeah. and was brought in a, a lot of people thought to replace Robert Spillane, but he looked a lot worse than Robert Spillane did out there. And I know he's new to the defense and all that, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, I mean, there was, there was some, some big gaps in the middle of the field, especially with covering tight ends and things like that, that if, Vince Williams was on the COVID list. Hopefully he's doing all right and should be back. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, if if Spillane's going to be out, Williamson is the one that that really needs to step it up and stop playing at a New York Jets level and start playing at a regular <laughs> level. Yeah, I uh, I, I just yeah. I, I'm going to be brand, I'm going to be very frank here. I I just think there are some athleticism issues there with mm-hmm. Williamson. Mm-hmm. He's playing as well as he can right now and this is i mean he's not as good from a diagnostic standpoint as robert splain is no he's no, not uh, gonna sniff out the play as fast um and then you know obviously Spillane fills the hole well and and hits like a tank but mm-hmm. he's not a good coverage player williamson is slightly better with lateral agility than either vince or Spillane, but it takes him a little bit longer to diagnose the play so that's, I mean, 
I just think we're seeing this guy as good as he's going to get. It, it'd be nice if he could step up. Mm-hmm. I think having Vince in there is going to help him because he can communicate with him and say, you know, X, Y, Z, here's what I see. And here's what your responsibilities right. are here. Um, that'll be helpful. Uh, I would rather have a little more size in there on the early downs in particular than having Marcus Allen, which I just was absolutely terrified by. <laughs> yeah. Having I, that guy, having that guy run Phil, that was like, Oh God. Yeah. Is that's going to happen. Right. Oh no, no. God. Yeah. Um, I, I, Vince, it looks like should be back. Joe Hayden was full today, but he still has not been, uh, officially cleared yet. Um, but, but, we, but, but practicing is a piece of, it is, it is coming back right to that puzzle. So I, I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but it, everything is on schedule for him to be back. Um, and you know, the Bengals is as bad as they are. They, they do have a couple of decent receivers, um, so you, you do want your best out there on that. And, um, with, with that said, guys, uh, Ian, and I, I'm looking for predictions. Oh, really? The Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. We, uh, we returned to Paul Brown stadium, otherwise known as Heinz field West. Um, Home the, of the Escaloser, the Escaloser. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about when we say Escaloser, well, you'll probably How can you be a Steelers that. fan and not know what that means. I, I, I'm. Look, some people don't get a lot of these things. I don't know. They just don't. Uh, look, if the Browns happen to lose Sunday night to the New York football Giants, then the Steelers will have already clinched the AFC North. If the Browns beat the New York football Giants, then we will need a win against the Cincinnati Bengals to clinch the division. So, Ian, what say you about Monday night's game? Favored by 13. You yeah, Tomlin um, and double digit. Ugh. Yeah, the thing is, this this Bengals team is terrible. Um, they're they're averaging like nineteen points a game on the whole season, uh, and that includes the games that Joe Burrow has played. Eighteen point eight. Doug yeah. Burrow. <laughs> Doug, Doug Burrow. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught Terry Bradshaw said that tonight. Called yeah. him Doug Burrow. <laughs> eh, Doug Joe. It's all the same. Doug Joe. Whatever. He's a rookie. Right. Right. So at any rate, I mean, I, I really, unless, um, you know, the, unless the Bengals just run wild on us on the Mm -hmm. ground, which Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon's on injured reserve. So I don't see that. Yeah. 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 It's there. And especially if, um, what's his name? Alan, the quarterback, can't play i mm-hmm. mean they're starting ryan finley in that case who's not good at all i yeah. mean and saying he's not good is a compliment to other not good players <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean i i really struggle to see the Bengals putting up more than 10 points on us um even and their their defense is awful really as long as we just don't throw to whoever William Jackson is covering, I don't see anyone on their defense that can hang with anyone on our offense. So I'll go Steelers. You know what? We've scored 26 a lot this year, which is a weird number, but we've done it a lot. I'll I'll go 26 to 10 Steelers. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, Ben, break it down for us. Break it on down. Break it on down. Well, let's see. Uh, Vince Williams went on. 
COVID-19 reserve list the 10th, which makes him eligible to come off the list in two days, depending, depending Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. upon his symptoms and whether or not he's recovered. Right. So uh, I expect Vince to come back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he won't play as much as he would in a normal week because, you know, he'll be tired. Yeah. But um, I would expect him to play Monday. Uh, I think the Steelers will score 27. Okay. I'm going to say that the Bungles get a garbage time touchdown. We're going to go 27-13 Steelers. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I'm almost in the same exact ballpark. I was going to say 26-10, but I don't want to piggyback on that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be somewhere in that 24-10 uh, range. I, I, I think maybe, maybe, and I'm, I'm perhaps being overly optimistic, maybe we get the offense on track a little bit, get a little bit of confidence back in these guys. Um, it, 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 it just... <laughs> They just shouldn't be able to hang with us. Uh, but, you know, stranger things have happened for sure, uh, to say the least. But um, anyway, so we will be back. Uh, oh, hey, quick week. Uh, quick uh, final thoughts. I just got a message from Ellie because I wanted oh. to know what she thought of Juju's dancing. <laughs> she apologized, said she didn't get it until just a second ago. Oh. Um, she says she has no issue with the dancing. Of course, mm-hmm. it stings seeing it after a loss, but he's not being disrespectful. He's having fun in 2020. Can't take that away from people. Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree and say he's being slightly disrespectful, but I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, and I hate to rehash this because we, we've already kind of broken it down. Yeah. I think we're overreacting to it and people need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> It's a little bit it's it's gone tacky. It's yeah. unnecessary. It's a little silly. Yeah. I personally wouldn't do it. But you know, I I personally also don't run across the street when there's a no don't walk signal either. So it's it's I put it right there on a level with that. You know, it's not anything worth getting in a twist over. Right. You know, and, and leave it to our resident Brit to to give it to us in, in such uh, uh, laid out, general, uh, and, and straightforward terms. I, I like that. that. That was good. That's uh, it, why she's part of SCB. Even Ellie, though she's, even Ellie. Though she's probably wrong. Mark just uh, called you a Brit. A Brit. I, I just want it noted for the record that I'm not the only person who uses that term toward you. Brit. Is that wrong? I think she's a Brit. I'm just saying I refer to her as the Brit. Oh, okay. She, yeah. She took she took exception. Oh. Oh. Oh God. I gotta I gotta learn my uh my UK uh acceptable language and not I acceptable guess. language. Oh I, I mean I would have called her a limey, but you know, she oh. uh well. I call Simon that all the time. Oh, okay. Well, Simon deserves it. Uh, <laughs> kidding, Simon. Kidding, Simon. Uh, anyway, we're going to get on out of here. We hope everybody enjoys the game on Monday night. We will definitely have a show uh, after the uh, or between the game and, and of course, Christmas and stuff. And uh, hopefully, everybody is uh, uh, digging out there in, in Pennsylvania and the Northeast from uh, uh, this uh, 
Northeaster that's come up there and, and everything else. But uh, for Ben and Ian, this is Steel Dad signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by DeckRoofing.com. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.